the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Hello and welcome to Excel today. I'm Pastor Fakwa and I'm glad that you made time to be with us on today's broadcast. I have no doubt that God is going to speak to you and you are going to be enriched by the power of God's word. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the privilege of fellowship in your word. The Bible says, thy words were found, I did eat them, and it was unto me joy and rejoicing of my heart. Today, as we fellowship and we feast, we feast on your word, we ask the Lord, you will cause the joy that your word brings to overwhelm our lives and reach our lives by your wisdom and position us to live a life that you have ordained for us in Christ, a life of all-round excellence. We give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' matchless name. Amen and amen. I want to encourage you to share the link with as many people as possible. Let them be blessed by the ministry of God's word. Well, our text that we've been running with for quite some time now is Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18. He says, The path of the just is like a shining sun that shines brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. And then, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. He says, We all with open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So in God's mind and God's perfect will, concerning your life is that your life should be changing from glory to glory that's what we call a better you and we are looking at the series a better me a better me because god wants you to be better and you want to be better and i want you to be better and so i want you to really apply yourself to the lessons we are learning from this series and then walk in the manifestations of the same presently we are looking at make better decisions if you are going to be a better person in life there are certain steps you need to take in christ you have a destination to be better in christ your sins are forgiven in christ god is your father in christ the riches of your inheritance in christ are awesome so you all you you most certainly have a glorious destiny i like it when the psalmist says the lines are falling onto me in pleasant places yay I have a goodly heritage. Yes, you do have a good her heritage in Christ. And how do you walk in the reality of the same? How do you manifest that heritage? Those are some of the things I'm sharing with you practically from this teaching. So we are saying that if you are going to be better, one, you have to have a better addition to be better. You have to form better habits. And number three, you have to learn to make better decisions. Our text is 1 Kings 18, 21. And Elijah went to the people and said, how much longer will it take 
to make up your minds. How much longer will it take to make up your minds? That's what decision is about. It's about making up your mind and then acting on what you have decided on or what you have made up your mind on. If the Lord is God, worship him. He challenged them. But if Ba is God, worship him. But the people didn't say a word. You have to understand that you have to make a choice. Failure to make a choice is a choice in itself. You were made in the image of God with the capacity to make decisions and to make choices. And the first step in exercising your power of choice or the power to choose is in a decision. Once you decide you have made a choice between one or two options and that's what decisions is about so it's critical one thing you would always be required to do in life is to make a decision life is all about decisions some are grave some are not so grave some are <laughs> can change the entire trajectory of your life others are quite simple some need careful and strategic thinking others are just straightforward and so whichever way it goes decisions are vital because decisions matter as far as our destinies and our lives on earth are concerned and even our relationship with god the bible says a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways let no such person think he can receive anything from god so when you are indecisive when you are always halted between between two opinions should i go left should i go right should i marry this one should i let go of this one all of that when you live your life perpetually in that state you are not able to make progress with your life you are not able to live a fulfilling life you are not able to fulfill god's plan and purpose for your life that's why it's important that you learn practically from god's word how to make wise or better decisions i realized this week that even god is not particularly excited about indecisive people so it is a very wrong place to belong to can you imagine driving behind someone and the person is showing uh, is not showing any trafficator but he's just in the middle of the road he's, he's instead of keeping to his lane you, you are not sure you can't you you don't know which way to go it's very difficult running or driving behind such a person or somebody who is driving he shows trafficator to the left in a few minutes and then he changes it to the right then he comes back to the left and he comes back that is how a person who is indecisive is like and when you are moving you are in a family you have a husband who is indecisive you are in a church you have a pastor who is indecisive you have i mean in your own life if you are going you are always halting between opinions you are not able to make up your mind it can really affect your progress and your success in life the bible says in the book of revelation chapter 3 verse 15 and 16 listen to how god reacts and responds to indecisive people concerning the church of laodicea he said i know your works that you are neither cold nor hot i wish i could wish you were cold or hot so then because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot i will vomit you out of my mouth can you imagine that god can work with you if you are indecisive you need to learn to be decisive take decisions and then live by your convictions and so it's important we learn how to make decisions we said decisions affect the quality of our lives decisions have consequences decisions are irreversible some are reversible others are not and satan can frustrate god's plans and purpose for your life by virtue of the decisions he can provoke you to make and then of course we said your ultimate destiny in life will be defined and shaped by your decisions where you end in life a success a failure a financial prosperity or poverty 
uh, a, a happy home or a home with full of troubles. It's all a function of your decisions. Said that uh, last week, particular, I shared with you that better decisions are usually not popular. Better decisions can be painful, but better decisions are always, 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 and I mean always profitable. It may not be so in the immediate, in the immediate or short term, but in the long term, you can be sure that the decision you made have given you some advantage or some better results in life. And so last week, we got to the point where we read about uh, Rohoboam, and we need to read that again as we set the stage to understand how to make better decisions. Rohoboam went to Shechem, that is First uh, Kings 12, and all Israel had gathered to make him king. And when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, heard of this, he returned from Egypt, for he had fled, he had fled to Egypt to escape from King Solomon. The leaders of Israel summoned him, and Jeroboam and the whole assembly of Israel went to speak with Rohoboam. Your father was a hard master, they said, lighting the harsh labor demands. And heavy taxes your father imposed on us, then we will be your loyal subjects. Rohoboam replied, give me three days to think this over, then come back for an answer. So the people went away. Then the king called, the king discussed the matter with older men who had counseled his father Solomon. What is your advice? He asked, how should I answer these people? The older counselors replied, if you are willing to be a servant to these people today and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your loyal subject. That word is key. They will always be your loyal subject. They gave him a condition. You have a decision to make. If you make the decision well, this will be the outcome. They didn't, however, tell him the negative side, but they just told him that, listen, if you make the decision this way, you are going to have a positive outcome. And the outcome is that uh, regardless of the prophecy that had gone ahead in First Kings chapter 11, this could turn the, the situation in your favor. They will become your loyal subjects. But then Roboam rejected the advice. That's a, <laughs> he rejected the advice of the older men and instead asked the opinion of the young men who had grown up with him. And were now his advices. What's your advice? He asked them. How should I answer these people who want me to lighten the burdens imposed by my father? The young men replied, This is what you should tell those complainers who want a lighter burden. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. Yes, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. <laughs> Amazing. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to hear Rohoboam's decision. Look at that. Rohoboam's decision. Just as the king had ordered, but Rohoboam spoke harshly to the people, for he rejected the advice of the older counselors and followed the counsel of his younger advisors. He told the people, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. So the king paid no attention to the people. This turn of event was the will of God, for it fulfilled the Lord's message to Jeroboam, son of Nebat, through the prophet Ahijah from Shiloh. When all Israel realized that they cannot refuse to listen to them, they responded down with the dynasty of David. We have no interest in the son of Jesse. Back to your homes, O Israel. Look out for your own house, O David. So the people of Israel returned home. Rohoboam continued to rule over the, over the Israelites who live in the towns of Judah. 
amazing. It's a long reading, but it's an important reading because it's out of this passage we are going to glean lessons on how to make better decisions. This guy, Roboam, had an opportunity to make a decision and he started out well, but eventually along the line, some things went wrong and he missed it. But even in his mistake, we can learn how to make better decisions from his story because there are vital lessons there. Sometimes you learn how to do good things by looking at people and watching how they have gone on a wrong course. So it's, it's important that we look at his life. This man made a decision. How do we make the decision? It's interesting. He started so well. They came to him with a request and then he said, listen, you guys give me some time. And that is very good. We'll come to look at that later. When you are making a decision, you need to be patient, particularly if it's a life-defining decision. You don't want to rush it. He said, give me some time and then I will come back to you. Though sometimes some people drag their feet for a long time. We'll look at that as well. Because sometimes the longer you take to make up your mind about a matter, the, the slimmer your opportunities become. And so it's important that you also know. But whichever way it goes, you need to be patient. Patiently work out all the things you need to find out, all the details you need to find out before you go ahead to make the decision. But let's look at this man. They come to him and then the first thing they ask is to ask for time, which I will address later. But then he called for the elders who used to be his father's counselors. Why will he call for them? I believe he called for them because he wanted to get some uh, he, he understood his limitations. So the first thing we want to uh, look at when we are making decisions is to understand our personal limitations. You're about to make a decision, a financial decision, a decision to be married, a decision to... What are your limitations? What are your limitations? You want to marry this year. You have vowed. You are praying. You want to marry this year. Look at yourself. Are you prepared for marriage? Do you have a job? Do you have the character for marriage? Do you know how to manage your home as a young woman? It's not just about I love you, I love you. Do you have what it takes to really settle with the man? Do you have the character, the meekness of character to stay at home with a man? Do you know how to uh, manage your whole life? Understand your limitations. Understanding your limitations is very key. This guy was the king. But imagine, the king has a decision to make and he calls some other people out far older than him. What he's simply saying is that I'm the king, but I'm limited in some way. You always have to understand that in life, you don't know it all. You will never have every kind of experience in life and you don't have all the abilities in life. You may be a lawyer, but you are not a car mechanic. You may be a doctor. You are also not a carpenter. So you are limited in some way. Your competences, your abilities are limited. Not only are you limited in your competences and your abilities. For instance, I'm a pastor. If I have to make a legal decision, it is wisdom that I understand I am limited because I don't know all the intricacies of the law. Whatever. If I'm getting into business, I need to understand I have my own limitations. And so that limitation will necessarily help me to know how to move on from there. But if you don't understand or you don't appreciate your own limitations, you'll just uh, be leading your life astray. So you need to understand how am I limited? What are the areas I'm limited? I said you are limited in your competences and your abilities. You are also limited in your knowledge. The Bible says something in the book of 1 Corinthians 13 verse 9. He said, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. There is nobody who has full knowledge. There are always blind spots. When you are driving 
the blind spots. So you, you always need to be guided. You can't just show your trapgator and just move into a lane. No, you need to show your trapgator and then watch and see that there is nobody within that blind spot. And so I like the, the modern cars that have uh, uh, devised ways and strategies to even deal with blind spots such that when you are driving the vehicle, the moment you make an attempt to overtake, if there's somebody in your blind spot, you see that there will be a light blinking or you have some kind of a noise, uh, sound feedback to let you know that, listen, it's a wrong step to take. And when you are making a decision and you understand your limitations, you are able to identify the blind spots. And then in that blind spot, you go on to the next step of getting the things you need to get. So understand your limitations when you are making decisions understand that you are limited you have never been married before so if you are considering marriage you are limited your experiences you are limited and your knowledge you are limited and your competencies you are limited because of that you always first and foremost consider all your limitations i want to start a business i want to resign my job and start a business sit down understand your limitation if you resign from your job now and this business you want to start if you start have you considered all the things that come with it the limitations that come with it your weaknesses as far as those are concerned understand that then number two of course once you understand your limitations you want to get information so get all the information i believe that he did not just call them because he understood his limitation but he also called them because information was one key way to overcome some of his limitations he called them these were people who had counseled his father before so they knew things he didn't know they they had information he could access and that could be a blessing or it could make a positive impact on the decision he was making you want to marry you have not gotten any information on marriage. You've not read any book on marriage. You've not spoken to anybody whose marriage is a model you would like to pattern your future marriage after. And then, all oh, you know, we are in love. Uh, I've gotten a beloved. I have this in. You, you end up frustrating your life and destiny because it doesn't work like that. You need knowledge. The Bible says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So, it's key. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 16, I love this scripture. He says, Every prudent man deals with knowledge, but the self-confident fool exposes and flans his folly. Every prudent man, the word prudent is a wise man. When you are wise, you don't act of emotions. This is, oh, pastor, you don't know the gentleman. I feel so good. I feel we are in love. I feel we are compatible. I feel that all things are going to work. Listen, you don't marry with feelings, oh. After some season, the feelings go die. And when they die, your eyes will be clear. You have to understand that you need knowledge. Do you know this guy? Who knows this guy? Apart from you, that he, you met, uh, probably introduced yourself or something. Who else knows him better than you do? Have you met some of his classmates? What's your view of him? Do you know where he goes to church? Do you know his pastor? Do you know the role he plays in church? Find out. Don't be in a hurry to fall in love. I always tell young ladies... If you learn to fall in love from your head first, your heart can never be broken. But unfortunately, most young women, when they meet the dream guy, the dream lover, whichever, <laughs> they, they, they just get excited and they are all over. They don't have the time and the patience to make all the necessary inquiries they need to, inquiries they need to make. They are just in love and their heart is beating, beating, beating. You will end up breaking the heart. 
if you enter any love relationship with your head, your heart cannot easily be broken. Your head is where you process things. Your head is where you, you, you learn to gather all the things you need to gather. Again, look at Proverbs chapter 31, verse 16. An interesting thing the Bible says about the virtuous woman. He says, she goes to inspect a field and buys it. With the earnings, she plants a vineyard. Look, I like the word that he go, she goes to inspect a field and buys it. That's knowledge. She goes to inspect the field. You don't pay for a field before you go and inspect it. And we have an incident like that in the book of Luke. Luke chapter 14, verse 16 to 19. It's an interesting episode there. You know, when a man threw a great feast and invited a number of people, and when he invited them, there were people who began to make excuses. And it's interesting the excuses they made. The first guy said, that, that's a parable Jesus gave. And he said, a, set, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come, for all things are now ready. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first said, I bought a piece of land and I must go and see it. Can you imagine that? You bought a piece of land and you are going to see it. How can you fall in love with the man before you get to know whether he's born again or not? Whether he speaks in tongues or not? Whether he's a committed member in a local church or not? Say, I, I just love you. That is putting your emotions ahead of your head. And that guarantees failure in the end. How can you put money in an investment you've not taken time to learn about? How can you decide that you are just moving to a place and you have no idea about the place? It's always, always, always important that you get knowledge. Get knowledge. Get knowledge. And knowledge can be assessed. It can be assessed through people. It can be assessed through books. It can be assessed in many ways. Never, 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 never downplay the value of knowledge. No. You need to know people as much as possible. Knowledge, like I said, knowledge can be assessed through people. It can be assessed through books. And it can also be assessed through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can give you revelation. The Holy Spirit can give you access to information you didn't have before. The Bible says, henceforth, know we know man after the flesh. And most of the time, unfortunately, when most people say the Holy Spirit is leading them on, they end up being led by their emotions. Because if the Holy Spirit truly leads you, you will end up in peace. The Bible said, for the Lord will speak to his people. He shall speak peace unto his people. So it's key. Knowledge is critical. Don't buy a field before you inspect it. Inspect the field before you buy it. Get all the things you need to know. Find out all the things you need to find out before you allow your heart to go there. Before you put your money there. Before you decide that you are going to uh, uh, commit to that relationship it's so so critical and then of course number three is the fact that we need to seek wise counsel and you see all of these are a follow-up to your understanding the understanding of your own limitations because when you understand your limitations then you know what you need to know oh i don't know so much about this guy i need to find out uh, i've not been on this road before i have never been married before i have never entered business before no that's a limitation I think I need to sit down, get some books and read, get some those who have started up some small business and find out how they are keeping it going. That's how you do it. And then you go a step further 
in your quest for information this is not just information this is experience information there are things we read there are things people have experienced and they can share it with you and when they share it with you they are as good as your own experience that is getting knowledge from people without necessarily going through the pain they went through to learn the lesson that's what experience teaches you experience gives you wisdom which you didn't have to pay the price of pain for that is when you learn from other people's experience that's what you are doing you are benefiting from wisdom you didn't have to go through pain to acquire there are two ways mike medlock says that everybody learns wisdom you are going to learn wisdom either through mentorship or through mistakes and if you learn wisdom through mistakes you are going to go through pains you remember the prodigal son he, he went so bad and then came back to himself. And then you can also stay at the feet of people who have more experience, who have more insight, who have more knowledge than you do. And then they pass on their experiences to you without their pain. I think that is a better option. And we are going to take off and continue from here next week. I trust that this broadcast has been a blessing to you. And we look forward to having you join us same time next week. I look forward to having you join us. If you are not committed to any local church you are in Kumasi, I invite you to join any of our branches in Kumasi. If you are in Accra, you can also visit our church at Adenta or find any good local church close to you and make sure that you are committed to God. The Lord bless you and I look forward to having a great time with you same time next week. Till I come your way, remain blessed and enjoy God's uh, maximize the grace of God. I encourage you to also partner with us so that we can together take the gospel to the nations and be a blessing to many more lives. Presently, we are on radio and God would have us extend it to other stations, other regions. We want you to partner with us and let's take the gospel to the ends of the earth. God bless you as you make a quality decision to partner with us in this effort. Till I see you same time next week, uh, maximize the grace of God and remain blessed if you want to accept jesus and make him your lord and savior you want to say this prayer after me mean every word and then believe it in your heart say lord jesus i confess that you are my lord and my savior i believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me by my belief i am justified and by my confession i am saved thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We we'll look forward to having you join us again and again. We are blessed. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. 
Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube page. God richly bless you. No, no.